If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and I've, as ever, I'm delighted to be with you for another 50 minutes or so of vacation rental news information and uh, whatever else we think is going to be of interest to you. In fact, um, today I'm t- going to be back to talking about vacation rental websites with my uh, good friend and business partner, Jason Beaton. But first of all, just a, you know, a quick, a quick wrap up of um, VRMA, the weekend I've just had in Las Vegas, which was absolutely brilliant. I will be bringing you my rundown of the best of Sin City <laughs> in terms of what I heard from the vacation rental world in uh, in Vegas. I'll be bringing that to you next week. Didn't have time really to uh, to get all my thoughts collected and get them recorded in time for for this week's episode. So you'll be hearing all about that next week. So as you know, uh, I am working on building my website for Arrowhead Cottage, which is what I'm calling the home I'm actually living in and the basement apartment. Hesitate to say it's a basement apartment. It's got nine foot ceilings. So it's, um, you know, it, it is a standalone apartment on the lower level of my home that I'm going to start renting out from the spring of next year. So I'm going to be putting it on Airbnb for the very, this is the first time I will be using Airbnb. So that's going to be quite, uh, quite a journey for me. But I will also be listing it in other places. I'll be putting it on HomeAway because I think you just need to do that when you're starting out. Although the overall goal is to get as much in the way of direct bookings as possible, when you start out, you've got to put your listing out on the OTAs just to get some traction and and begin to get some reviews. So because of that, I will be, um, I'm, you know, I'm creating my own website because I can then get the direct bookings coming in through that. And I will also be buying into a, a property, a, a reservation system for the site. And we'll be talking a bit, little bit more about that in an upcoming episode that I'm doing with Chris Hines of um, ownerres.com. So watch out for that in the next couple of weeks. But for now, I have college Jason again, and we are talking about themes this week because I've, I have a lot of confusion about themes and how they apply to a website and how the heck you make a website look like those wonderful demos. If you've ever looked at uh, some of the theme websites and gone through all the demos, they all look amazing. And every time I've tried to upload a theme, it never looks that like that at all. So I'm going to pin Jason down and find out why that is, and how I can get my new website to look pretty darn gorgeous. So without further ado, let's move on over to the conversation I have had with uh, Jason Beaton. 
Okay, well, welcome back again to Jason Beaton, the Chief Marketing Officer of uh, Vacation Rental Formula and all-round good digital guy. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm trying to say. I mean, you you know all this stuff, digital. Yeah, you know it's 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 great to be back, Heather. Great to be back and start talking about uh, kind of progressing your 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 WordPress website going forward. You know, with with VRMA now now finished, of course, I can now mm-hmm. um, go forward and get this all done. Having had a great weekend in Las Vegas, uh, I'm now back to. Um, <laughs> no, nose to the grindstone. Nose, nose to the, the grindstone. here I am, nose to the grindstone, and <laughs> going to get my website back up. And well, back up. I'm going to start it, get it going now. And have you, have you noticed that um, that the Facebook group that we launched is is quite well populated now? There's quite a lot of people out there looking to do just the same thing. So they're sort of going to be hanging on to your every word today as we talk, as we talk about <laughs> themes. Well, absolutely. You know, and that's a great place for the discussions to continue outside of just our, our time spent here. So uh, certainly check out the show notes and join that Facebook group if you're interested at all. And, and um, you know, kind of taking this journey with us as we build Heather's um, plus get some questions that you may have um, answered over there as well. Mm-hmm. Although I have, and I've said this before, I've got some some knowledge of WordPress. You know, they say that a little knowledge is not not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have some knowledge. I really do feel that I'm starting from scratch here because I've I've tried to do this so many times over the years and I am so committed to doing it now. So I am, you know, f- for you guys out there who are thinking that you really want to get to grips with this, we're all at the same level at the moment. So hang on in there with us. So today we are talking about themes. Jason, do you know how many themes that are available? Um. <laughs> uh, tens of thousands. I mean, the, the themes are, um, the, the, there's an enormous ma- number of themes out there, plus they can all be customized. So yes, uh, choosing a theme is, is really kind of your next big decision. And the great thing is, um, as we'll get into, that a theme can be swapped out pretty easily. Okay, that's cool. Well, I, you know, we really should start with what actually is a theme. A theme, specifically in, in, in the context of a WordPress theme, is basically the skin or the um, layout of your website. You know, Word, WordPress is a framework that, that then, um, you know, different web developers have built um, layouts for. And that's kind of what a theme is. It's a layout. All themes use a, a pretty, a pretty state, um, basic and standard WordPress infrastructure. And the great thing about it is, Outside of maybe your homepage, most themes basically uh, will use the same information or your same content um, and automatically update their theme. So what that means is if you choose theme A and you start laying out all your content, you've got your pictures on there, you've got your blog posts, um, you've got your sidebars, and then you switch over to, to theme B because you don't like theme A anymore, because it's all built with the same infrastructure, your, most of your, your content will, will, will transition without a hitch. So I mean, that, that's, that's really nice. Um, and, and just because you change a theme doesn't mean you, you are going to uh, completely blow away your website. Um, you know, so, so, so themes make, make changing and updating your, the looks of your, look and feel of your website very flexible. Okay, you mentioned something that uh, sort of sparked off a question here. You mentioned sidebars. Now, 
you know, yep. websites have sidebars. Sometimes they're on the right. Sometimes they're on the left. Sometimes there are no sidebars at all. Now, when I've looked at themes, you you see um, you see them often either way. You can you can make those choices. Is this are those choices something you should make yourself before you look for a theme, or is it something that once you see the theme, that will sort of dictate how the website will look? Does that make sense? With, with regards to specific sidebars, um, there are different styles of pages universally. Um, that utilize and don't utilize a sidebar. And most of the themes, well, whenever you look, view the demo content, you'll see, hey, this, this, this one has a pretty good-looking sidebar. Um, it's, it's not too skinny. It's not too wide. It looks, looks about right. Um, other, other themes don't use a sidebar at all. So um, there's lots, lots of data out there that you can kind of um, search and, and find themes that, that do and don't have sidebars. Uh, for me, it really comes down to, do you have something useful to place in a sidebar, and if so, you'll probably want to use it. If you don't, then there's no reason to have a sidebar over there with just some, some random links in it, you know? So um, if the sidebar can be used, so maybe a call to action, um, maybe a special coupon, maybe a lead magnet, um, or maybe more relevant information about that specific topic, that's kind of what, what a sidebar is used for in my mind. And here's the other thing, too, with, with, with more and more mobile um, you know, mobile devices coming to websites. The reason sidebars, sidebars have kind of gone away is because uh, standard placement for sidebars on a mobile device is at the very bottom. So you essentially scroll through your content or throw, through your blog post, and then at the bottom, before you get to all the comments, is your sidebar. So it's not really kind of optimized for mobile to have a sidebar. So... Um, meaning they won't uh, the the customer or the guest won't see it to the very very end, unlike a desktop where it's you know in in, in your your line of sight or your 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 field of vision the, the entire time. So so you mentioned something that I you know I remember when I was looking at doing websites sort of ten years ago, and and it was we were we were told you know make sure that when you look for a theme it's optimized for mobile, as as you just mentioned. Is every theme now? Um, mobile ready? I would say the vast majority of them are. Not, I'm not, I won't say all of them are, um, but especially if you if you actually go for a paid theme, like you actually bought a premium theme versus using a free theme, uh, the chances of it being mobile friendly is certainly uh, great, greatly increased. So you can always, uh, most themes will have it listed, you know, mobile friendly or HTML5 is, the, is one of the coding standards that um, it, the words are kind of thrown around as well as more mobile, mobile friendly or mo- mobile optimized. Um, but that's certainly one of the things you want to, want to look at to when, when buying a theme. Now, here's, here's a little tidbit or a little trick. If you are doing a demo, if you're doing a demo of a theme uh, to where it's kind of pulled up and you're looking through it, um, you can take your browser and resize it Resize your browser left and right to make, kind of make it skinny, and that will simulate a mobile phone view, okay, or a tablet view. So instead of looking at at at, at you know using your Chrome or Internet Explorer or whatever browser you use, instead of using it full screen on your computer, um, you know, start start shrinking it down and and and, and making it skinnier. That will that will help help you simulate what it looks like on a mobile device. Well, that 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 is that's a good tip. Because I've I've been thrown at times with, with uh, in fact with our own website that looks yep. great on a desktop, really not as great on on a mobile phone. 
Um, that, that is correct. I would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's something that we're taking into account when we, uh, when we re- redo our website, which may be coming, you know, a little bit sooner um, rather than later. But something else you just mentioned was free versus paid. Now, yeah. I, I'm of a mind these days is that you get what you pay for and or you don't, you know, if you, you get what you don't pay for as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what sort of, I mean, it's not a big cost, is it, to buy a theme? No, no. You, you, can, you, you can buy themes for $100 or less. I mean, I know people who, who are, do, are doing great with a you know, $40 or $50 theme. Um, you know, that, that, that is one kind of additional expense to a WordPress website is the fact that, you, that traditionally you, know, you, you pretty much need to pay for a theme to get a good, solid, coded one that's, that's clean um, and, and things like that. Now, uh, when, you, when you're looking at themes, the other thing to, to, to realize, too, is, you know, especially, especially when it comes to vacation rentals, um, you know, I think we've all heard that pictures worth a thousand words, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to find a theme that is very picture friendly. Now, that's not to say it is a, a photography theme by any means, because those are kind of two different functions. Um, but you want to make sh- be sure that you have um, the ability to, to, you know, list, you list your property details in it, um, you want to have the ability to do a blog post, which just about 98, 99% of themes allow you to do blog posts really well. Um, but, but most importantly, it is, is in addition to those two things, when you're looking through the demo content up in the menu, a lot of times they'll have phrases such as landing pages and thank you pages and confirmation pages. So what, what these styles are, um, are basically templated pages that allow you to, um, you know, present a little bit different look for a specific purpose. So a landing page, for instance, wouldn't have all your sidebar. Your landing page probably wouldn't have a menu button, right? A landing page is really designed for a guest or the prospect to do one thing and one thing only. It's either, yes, take the next step or close it and get out, you know? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to have a lot of distractions on there. So a lot of things nowadays will not only have their home page, which, you know, that's what most of us look like or look at, um, but make sure you go through the infrastructure of, of the demo and, and look for things such as landing pages, confirmation pages, um, blog post layouts. You know, kind of do your due diligence and looking at all these different landing uh, page designs to make sure it kind of fits what you're looking for. So, so that comes back to to the original question about whether you you should spend the time planning it out in advance, putting it all down on paper, the different pages that you want to have. Um, before going looking for a theme? Well, you know, I think, I think everybody's going to have the same uh, probably five to ten core pages on every website. You know, it's the About Us page, it's, it's your home page, it's your uh, Contact Us page, um, probably you're, you're about the area or how you came to be. Uh, you know, Heather, I think you, you did a podcast or maybe you wrote, wrote an article on Vacation Rental Formula um, over the summer that was a great starting point for uh, these you know, the basic web pages for, for every vacation rental uh, mm-hmm. website. Yeah. So, yes, you can, you can have something like that set out, but that's still not going to really play a difference in what, what theme you're going to get. Um, even though you have it written out, you may not, until you get in and start using a theme, you mm-hmm. may not know where to put it. Okay, well, let's, let, that takes me on to my next question, really, because I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at demos of themes and yeah. and you go through just these wonderful, wonderful pages and wonderful websites, and you think, yeah, absolutely, I want my site to look just like that. So you buy the mm-hmm. theme, 
and then you install it, and it looks absolutely nothing like the demo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that, that is a common frustration. It's very defeating whenever you load it up and, and you look at it, and it's not anywhere, anywhere like what you just saw. Um, so what, what that comes down to is whenever you, you load up a theme, whenever you install a theme, um, make sure who you bought it from and their support articles, they should have a way to import all the demo content. So what that means is it's just a little import file. It's a .xml file usually, and you can import that into your, into your WordPress installation after you have that theme installed, and it will basically duplicate and replicate what it is you were actually looking at on the demo. And then at that point in time, you can start just substituting pictures or substituting headlines, substituting text. So it's a lot easier to, to substitute or switch out versus create from scratch. Certainly take, take advantage of that. Um, I know a couple of, of companies off the top, uh, off the top um, really utilize that are, are ones like a Studio Press um, and, and Thrive Themes, which we've talked about in the past. Those are some really good ones that include demo content to help you get up and going at least visually quicker. That way you can really see the layouts um, and kind of you can visualize where that's where you're going to put your own pictures or where you're going to substitute their headline for your own headlines. So definitely load up that that demo content because that's going to help you um, going forward in, in styling your theme. Mike was saying that to me recently yeah. when we were talking about this, and he he was talking about creating barefoot travels. Um, and when he did that, yep. he did exactly that. He he found the theme. And then he loaded up all the demo, um, the demo content, and then just swapped it out for his content. Yep, that, that, that's exactly right. I think we were talking about that on our last office hours call specifically. Yeah. Um, and it's really a time saver. And for those of you who don't are, are not, you know, you're still kind of new to the whole WordPress uh, thing, that really can get get it going quicker um, by having something to replace versus having to, you know, load up from scratch. Yeah, well, that, that I mean, again, a, a really great tip because I, or maybe when I I tried to I tried in the past to create a website, um, maybe the themes weren't offering the demo uh, content at that time. Right, right. And, you know, the, a, lot, a lot of your theme choice will also come down to, um, you know, are, are do you have just one or two properties, or do you have a handful of properties? Are your prop if you're a property manager, this this kind of really, um, you know really changes the conversation quite a bit because at that point in time, you're, you're a little bit more towards a, a um, straight booking site versus a, a, a guest experience um, where you need a little more things, uh, almost like a travel site where you need um, some different categories and stuff to actually, uh, you know, present, present all your properties correctly. So um, I think, I think for the most part, this conversation we're, that we're going to continue to have is really centered around that, that person who only has, um, I would say probably less than five properties can, mm -hmm. can, can stay along this, this line before you um, get into a little more um, advanced discussion. Yeah, 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 you're probably right. Um, although having said that, any, any site, whether it's, whether it's a property management company with, with, with 50 properties or whether it's um, a, an owner with, with one, we are talking about having to have a content-rich site. Um, yeah. That it is yeah. – it is um, – a traveler's dream when somebody wants to come to your area, they're going to come to your site because you've got so much information on that area. Otherwise, you know, the, the really is, is just no point in having a website. 
if you're just going to show a few photographs and some description and then people are going to head off to HomeAway or Airbnb to book it. Right. You don't have any additional value that's being added to the experience. Um, you know, and my, my point of view on, on booking direct is um, what, whether it's one property or it's, or it's 100 properties, your biggest um, selling point is the experience that you can, that you can provide your guests um, where the other OTAs can't because you know the area, you know where to go, you know how to get there, you know, uh, I mean, you can get a phone call halfway, call halfway around the world and you can actually in your head steer someone to your, to your vacation rental without being there because you know that in, you know, in, in 100 feet you're going to turn right and 200 feet you're going to turn left at that stop sign that's kind of by the tree but not really. Um, you know, <laughs> so it's that type of stuff that booking direct is really, at least in my mind, how you can really stand out is by having that, that all the content on your website to really enhance their experience. That, that's right. That's right. And I, you know, I've, I have, gosh, this must be the, the 185th time I've, I've mentioned <laughs> beaches of Eleuthera, <laughs> but, but it's always worthwhile mentioning because that, that site is still a pretty awful site, but um, you know, I, I was looking for a vacation in Eleuthera to take the family and we hadn't even thought about the accommodation, but I wanted to know about, you know, if was this a great place to go? And and I found beachesofalutheria.com and it had a whole ton of information, not only on the beaches, but on restaurants, on other places of interest and attractions. And then I noticed that there was an that, that there was some information on accommodation as well. And and I went to that spot. Now at that point we didn't rent that particular property, but I went back to that site over and over and over again. And as I say, it's probably the 185th time or 2,300th <laughs> time I've mentioned Beaches of Eleuthera. And because it gave me the information, it was, it, it was my sort of handbook. Remember years, years and years ago, um, we went to Maui. So Phil and I and Mike and family all went to, to Maui. And there's a um, book. Oh, I can't remember what the name of the book is now. But it's it's a specific book on discovering Maui. It's not a lonely planet or a Fodor's or it, it it's written by locals. And I will never forget mm. that particular book. And I'm sure that book is now online. One of the things that I remember from that book is that it told us where you went to on Ma on the island of Maui and got the best banana bread. And, oh. and we sought out this little roadside stand with this lady selling banana bread. And it was one of those things that it, it was, you know, a, such a unique memory I have of, of seeking out this little roadside stand, stand and then sitting in the car and eating the, eating the banana bread at the side of the road, which was amazing. Yeah, it, I mean, that's extremely specific. Yeah, and you don't ever get that on, on a listing site. I sort of went off the topic here, but, uh, you know, I'm passionate about the whole thing about making your site um, somewhere where people want to come back to over and over again to get the information um, that's going to make their vacation really memorable. And that's kind of what, what the purpose of having a website. Um, I would say that's, that's not necessarily the purpose, but that's how, that's how you start attracting your guests is through that, that rich content. So. Mm -hmm. And the great thing is that if you're using WordPress, all that content is actually going to be posted on, on your blog posts, um, which are basically universal for any theme. So no matter which theme you choose, um, if you upgrade themes or change themes around, you know, over time, 
your blog post will still remain consistent. So that, that, that's a great, great benefit about WordPress. Well, we are going to come back probably in a, in a later discussion and talk about the differences between pages and posts um, because I'm you know, still a little bit unsure when I'm creating content for my own website, for, for, for the CLRM website, whether to put all this travel information, all this wonderful information on where to see a moose or where to go <laughs> ice fishing. You know, do I put that on a page um, so it's static or do I put it on a post which is you know a blog post which right. then disappears but we are going to come back and talk talk about that at a later point i think fantastic okay so so yeah keep that one in your head because i'm going to come back and ask you about that because once we've got the theme up and running on the website um then what are our next steps so your ne- your next steps really um from once you have the theme and let, 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 let's kind of take it a half step further is once you have the theme and you have it, you know, the demo content installed. Okay. So you, you know what, what it looks like. Um, at that point in time, you can start replacing your content, you know, to make sure you have the, 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 the correct pictures in the right spots, the right calls to action. Um, but, you know, I think even before you start going that way, now that you have your theme, you know how it's going to look in your head. This would be, to me, this is the best place now to, kind of go back to the list you made earlier of all the different pages you need and figure out, um, okay, does this particular page need to be a, um, a menu option? Does this post need to be in this category and that category, which is kind of where we're going with the next, the, the next episode, I'm sure. But once you have your theme, that's your chance to start, start p- pulling out your pictures, pulling out all the different content you're going to put on there um, and start kind of assimilating that into your theme. Your color scheme is another big one. Okay, because most themes allow you to do multiple colors or, or to change the colors of everything. Mm-hmm. So that to make sure that the, all those colors are on point and on brand uh, with your logo or with with your property is a big one. Okay, so, Let, let's just step, um, let's just step back a bit because we haven't actually talked about this um, because we're we're sort of sticking really here to to actually the, the website building. So let's just sidebar it a bit and talk about branding and logo and color schemes. As, as you're saying, you've got all this, this massive choice of color schemes with the themes. But if you don't know what your chosen um, branding is, then you're going to be a bit stuck because then you end up with the website with a, with a color scheme on it that might not suit the branding you want. So I think that the... the, the kind of the answer to that is as you're looking for your themes, make sure that you can change the color of whether it's, it's the, the headline text or maybe it's the, the colors of, um, of your links, you know? So mo- most themes will allow you to, to change or pick from three or four different colors. So probably like a blue, a red, an orange, a green, a purple, um, black or gray. So th- those are pretty standard colors that are already baked into different versions of the theme that um, you, you're able to choose once you get it installed. On that note, I do want to, to just um, mention uh, one of my particular bugbears with websites, and that is websites that are predominantly, you know what I'm going to say here, predominantly <laughs> white text on a black background. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's maybe a trend from a decade ago that's still out there a little bit. Um, it just, it, it doesn't, or I would even venture to say, white text on a dark background period 
with the exception of maybe some, some color fading effects to some, to some extent. But for the most part, um, you don't, this, this is not the time to be creative. Okay. <laughs> you can be creative with, with your photos and with, with your blog posts. And, but when it comes to the actual, how your theme looks, this is a great time, especially if you're not a designer at all, just kind of stay within the lines. All right. Don't try and get, get really um, out there with some things because especially on the mobile device, a lot of times those things that wind up breaking or they wind up not, not looking as good as you thought they would. Mm-hmm. As, as we were preparing for, for VRMA last week, and I was, I was getting emails from just about every provider that was going to be in the, in the exhibitor hall. You know, the you know, come Ooh, come okay. see us, come and see us, come and book time with us, whatever. It's just you know, I do look through every every time I got an email, I would just click on the website and take a look. I was amazed actually at the amount of them that still were still had pages on the websites that I could not read because I have astigmatism. It's it's an eye condition that fifty percent of the population have, and what it you know when, when you've got extreme astigmatism. Gosh, extreme astigmatism. <laughs> it, it is tough to read white text on a dark background or light, let's call it light text on dark background. For me, it makes the, the, uh, the letters sort of jump around. And, and I also get to fairly quickly get um, eye strain. So I was, yep. yeah, I was a bit, bit taken aback at how many, uh, how many sites still clung to that. <laughs> That, that uh, you know, it was a sort of design feature about ten years ago, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that, that was that was a kind of heavy thing, and it just it doesn't. Especially, and, and the other thing that, that that doesn't necessarily work a lot nowadays are the um, fades. You know, from dark to light, mm-hmm. like really dark to to really light. Like you, you'll find some websites that, you, that utilize the the gradients or the fades left to right, up and down, but it's usually from a fairly light color to a little bit darker color, not from like black to white mm-hmm. with silver in the middle. That, that, that doesn't work either. Yeah. So any, anything else that, that doesn't work? I mean, I think what, what you're saying is you know, keep it simple. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, especially in the beginning. Now, once you, once you've gone through two or three themes and you've got a better, much better idea of how WordPress works and, and more comfortable with it. Sure. Then, you, you know, have some have some freedom to, you know, experiment a little more or or try to to quote unquote break or hack a theme, you know. Um, but when you're first starting out, no reason to go through all that trouble. Just kind of pick something, stay in your lane, get used to working with it, and then after you, after you worked with it a lot and you you understand that the strengths and weaknesses of certain themes, uh, then you can go off and start doing you know a little bit a little bit uh, crazier stuff. So, so my next step then is to choose the theme. I mean, you right. you you use Thrive themes a lot, don't you? I, I do, I do, um, and, and that really comes back to, and this is just just my stance on it. You know, if a, a great looking website full of content information uh, is fantastic, but if you have no place to actually ask the content or ask ask the guest to take the next step in booking, you, you, there's there's no way. You know, your conversion can be very, very low. So the reason why I like Thrive themes is because each of their themes does have that kind of conversion aspect built into it, meaning there's spots for opt-in boxes or, or, or click calls to action. And it's built into the theme to help get the, the viewer or the, the reader of the website to 
to the next step, whatever that next step may be. You know, so if they're reading a blog post, the call to action may be to check out the property. And if they're if they're looking at the property page, the call to action may be you know to to get an you know inquire about booking dates, right? So whatever that next step is, uh, so that's that's why I have I have a uh, you know kind of a, a, a an section for Thrive themes. Uh, specifically, and there's 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 others out there. Like I said, Studio Press has some great themes that's built on a solid solid framework. Um, Theme Forest, there's another one, Divi, D-I-V-I. Um, I forgot who actually makes it, but if you just Google Divi WordPress theme, uh, you'll find it. Uh, that's another, another another really solid theme builder as well. So the, for me, when I look at a theme. I'm looking at from, from that that conversion standpoint because you can have the best website in the world and if it doesn't convert and if you don't have the places to actually, you know, make the ask for conversion, mm-hmm. you're kind of just got paint on the wall. Nothing, nothing, nothing is really saying, "Hey, come inside." You know, we're open. Um, so that's that's my viewpoint of of, of the themes, the theme discussion. So, so what, what's what's your recommendation um, for me? Well, for you specifically, since I know uh, you're, you're sticking to the, your, your one property mm-hmm. and knowing how, how you want to do your content, I'm going to really suggest um, one, of the, one of the themes um, that they have is kind of newspaper or magazine style. Those are, those are kind of two phrases that um, when you get a lot of content, you can start looking into to really help present your content up first. So you're leading with content instead of leading with the property. Uh, you know, every, everybody's going to have a little bit different view on that. But knowing how you're going to write and expand upon your your area first, I would I would re- really recommend a newspaper or magazine style theme for you up front to get started with. So I'll get on to some of these and I'll um, I'll, I'll look look them out and I will bring I will bring my choices back to you, Jason, before yeah, I bring. Before I make the final choice, and uh, you know, w- when I've done that, when I've made that choice, I'm going to put it on the uh, Facebook group, and then we can take it from there. And once I've got the site, oh, that that's that is another question. While I'm building the site, is it live? Can people see it? For all intents and purposes, yes, it is live. People can see it. Um, however, when that concern is up, I've always I've always asked people, okay, well, how many people know the, the domain name? You know, how many people actually know that your website exists? So um, with that being said, yes, it's up and live, but should that really impact you at all? No, not really. Because okay. for the most part, especially if, you, if you, this is a, your first site, you, won't, you don't have any visitors coming to it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's okay. very true. So what about the people... I've seen some people on the on the Facebook group saying, you know, they've already got a site. They don't really like it. But, so, yeah. they're, so they're going to be using that same domain name that, other, yep. that, that people may know about. So how do they go about creating a new site while still keeping the old one live? Well, there, there are some uh, technical answers to that. That's a little bit deep down. Um, if you're using, uh, you know, a... a platform websites or a rented website as we call it, you know, like one, one of your, your booking manager type websites, um, typically you're going to have your, your domain name pointed to their servers somehow, some shape, some form, somehow. Um, while you build your new website, you can kind of have them coexist to, to some extent, 
because you can set up your new website on a, on a subdomain of the, it gets really, really technical um, that, you know, maybe, maybe we need to do a walkthrough of, of how to do that because that's also going to be very dependent upon how your current website's built. Yeah. Okay. Um, if your current website is on web, WordPress, just change your theme. Okay. I mean, that's, that's really it because the infrastructure is, is 90% there already. Just change your theme. Um, and once again, what, what are your, what are your stats look like? I mean, are, are you getting um, hundreds of thousands of visits a day, you know, or are you getting a handful of visits, visits a day? That's kind of how, how I look at it. Yes, you, there will be some confusion, but if, if you're, if you're actually diligently working on it and you know, that's, that's not going to be that big of a deal. Could, can you not sort of build in a sandbox somewhere and, yeah, you, you you can, and that kind of goes back to, to the technical uh, discussion around it. If you choose a host that has a you know some type of sandbox um, account or sandbox built into it, or uh, by sandbox, by the way, we mean testing site. Um, you, you certainly can do that. Uh, most hosts typically don't because that's more space they have to to do. Uh, you're, you're usually looking at your higher end host to be able to do that with. So, uh, okay. to my knowledge. Um, you know, Green Geeks offers that. I believe. I know WP Engine offers it. I know WP WPX Hosting offers it as well. Uh, so that's just something to talk to your host with. Okay. Okay. Just just something I sort of talked about, heard about, and wanted to to cover. You know, I think I've probably got enough to be going on with now. Um, you know, I've got a, a good idea of of what to go look for, and um, and we will take it from there once I get that sort it out i'll come back to you and um and then we'll as i say we'll start to share it we'll start to share it um publicly on on that facebook group so yep, so, so as we work on it we, we can do it step by step and people can see what we're doing yep awesome uh, I'm, I'm excited for it um you know we've already had some really good discussions in the group so far yeah um and it seems like every office hours call that we that we do um you know, the, the website conversation comes up in some form or fashion. So it's definitely um, something that's not going away anytime soon. So, Yeah, it absolutely isn't going away because it's the, if, you, if you want to go the book direct route, and, and I'm thinking that probably 90% of people that listen to this podcast are, you know, want to be independent and want to get more traffic to their website and want to really move forward independently um, they've got to have a website. There is no other way around it. Yep. No, you're, you're exactly right. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very eager to, to kind of take forward, um, just, just be able to, to, to have a platform, your own website as a whole opens you up for a whole slew of your own marketing options after that. As I say, enough for me to go and be going on with now. Um, thank you so much <laughs> for once again, your, your knowledge and time and uh, we will talk again really really soon probably in the next five minutes but we'll talk soon <laughs> <laughs> fantastic looking forward to it heather okay thanks a lot jason all right bye-bye well thank you jason beaton for some super information as ever. I am, you know, every time I talk to Jason, I start getting all excited about, you know, really getting to grips with this. Uh, as I said in the introduction, I'll be talking to um, the uh, founders of Onares in a couple of weeks. And because I'm going to be um, putting Onares on my website, you know, that's going to be my booking engine. 
just talking to Jason after we came off that call and he said, yes, you know, that, that will be a couple of um, sessions down the line when we start to talk about how all these, this information all comes together. You know, the content we put on the website plus the plugins that bring in other information like, uh, you know, like the reservation system so we can have our um, calendar and pricing and, of course, channel management. So the information that we're putting on the website about our property is transferred out to uh, other listing sites seamlessly so that when somebody books on Airbnb or HomeAway, it will come back and um, update the calendar automatically so we don't have any issues of double booking or anything like that. So uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about in the future. Um, next week, I am coming to you with my uh, my rundown of um, of who I talked to and what I learned at uh, the VRMA conference in Las Vegas, which was great. And, uh, and then after that, we'll be talking to Chris. So that's, that's it for now. Uh, thank you as ever for joining me and I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.